Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the return of Johanna Carroll's Dialogue with Divinity. The conversation continues. In this episode, Johanna will give a very detailed and comprehensive teaching on a world in crises and how to navigate through it. Now we bring you our host, international intuitive, author, and spiritual teacher, Johanna Carroll. Hi everybody, this is Johanna Carroll. Welcome to Dialogue with Divinity. The conversation continues on Metaphysical Talk Radio. We've got a very interesting topic today. It's going to seem a little heavy duty, but we're going to lighten it up. And it's all about how we can... Take a look at the world. Is it really a world in crisis? Is it a world that's changing? Is it a world that's evolving? And where do we want to position ourselves within that? So the universe has always shown humanity that on some level, with our two sets of eyes, we have two sets of opinions. And you know how we say that the eyes are the window to the soul. And I have to tell you something, just as an aside, many, many years ago when I was living in Sedona, Arizona, which as many of you know is a very, very sacred site in the United States, it's probably one of the most visited sacred sites even beyond the Grand Canyon here in the United States. And I met a woman, we had started having a conversation about the eyes and meditation and all of that and how we're seeing the world. And she told me that she did an experiment. This is really interesting, Gary. She took her astrological chart, her natal chart, which, as you know, is divided into 12 houses. So it's got, you know, like these 12, it's like a wheel and it's got these 12 sections. And she then took a picture of her eyes, magnified, you know, like hundreds of times. She laid the natal chart over her eyes and they matched So when I thought, wow, that is really fascinating. So what would we call that? I'm even not sure what we would call it, except, you know, that whole expression, the eyes are the windows to the soul. Are we seeing, are we really literally seeing the world through what we decided we would come here to accomplish? The chart is a map. The divine plan is a map. And luckily, the universe gave us a lot of free will choices to fill in the blanks in between, which is how we respond to the experience of life and what our roadmap is showing us. What's the direction you're going to go in? And so the fact that we have two eyes also says that we have an opportunity to see both sides of things and 
we live in a world of duality and polarity. So it's not about going to good, bad, right or wrong, yes, no. In the Aquarian age, within that polarity or that bouncing ball going back and forth, we have the bridge of consciousness in the present moment. And as we've spoken about the last few weeks, Gary, we're in a big time out from the universe. You can look at it as a punishment or you could look at it as an opportunity to go within and as a personal retreat on some level. And so are you, those of you that are listening, are you looking at it through the bouncing ball of polarity, good, bad, right or wrong? Are you trying to find the balance in that or as we're really being asked to do in the Aquarian age, are we looking at the harmony, the unification of the differences? And we've had some really major stuff going on out there in TV land and the world this week. And I don't want this to be about race, but I think it really is important to have this conversation. Mm. Interesting. Yes, I agree. We are in crisis right now. We're, yep. The crisis is how we are going to view the significant experiences where people are, their lives are being sacrificed. Mm-hmm. So we had a young man, a young African-American man, who just like a lot of you people that are out there, they're trying to exercise, they're trying to, you know, stay healthy, went out for a run. Right. And guess what happened? He basically got gone down. And so I don't want this to be a political discussion. We're talking about is the world in crisis? And when the world is in crisis, how do we respond to it? How do we defend it? How do we get disgusted with it? How do we change it? So it's really interesting to me that until social media, which, you know, social media is a mythological place right now where anything can happen. There's a lot of good on social media. There's a lot of stuff we have to filter through. I have to say, in this regard, if it wasn't for social media, this event really would not have come to light and awareness and people getting mad enough and angry enough that change will occur. And so I don't want to point the finger of blame to anything, any racial group, anything like that. But it's really time that this crisis of black and white, good and bad, we really have to come home to the center of our hearts and souls and really take a look on from a spiritual point of view. We say that anger is a passionate expression of God. We should be angry about this, Gary. We really, really should. And, you know, it's not even just anger. What do we do with it? How do we turn that anger into something creative? We're also seeing, and I don't want to diminish that particular event. Let's just move on to the other things that we consider crisis. We're still in the middle of this viral epidemic. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, also via social media, we're seeing some reports coming out. And this is the age of revelation. So a lot of things are being revealed to us that are giving us another aha moment, another polarity. Wow, did that really occur? This is around, you know, Fauci and all the guys in government, and it's not just the United States. This is global because this is a global event. 
how our government's reacting. What's our reaction to that? Is it creating more crisis for us? Are we sitting back watching and waiting? Do we feel paralyzed? Do we feel angry enough to do something? And so how do we individually manage these events? Hopefully it's gotten you so excited on some level that has brought you to your knees and you really remember to really pray for divine intervention and the universe to lift us up to a new place of awareness. So are we in a survival modality? We're in an extreme polarity modality. And that's the crisis. That's the true crisis. So here here again, let's just go back to this COVID situation. This disease does not care what color you are. This disease doesn't care how old you are. This disease doesn't care what country you live in, what city you're in, if you're rich, you're poor. All of the polarities are gone. So is that a big message from the universe? You know, are we being, you know, punished by the higher realms? Definitely the pot of the world consciousness, the global consciousness is being stirred up big time. So we have to take a look at, on an individual level, how do you want to live your life beyond surviving into thriving? See, that's really what this core of crisis is all about. So we go from crisis to confirmation. Confirmation says, okay, I get it. This is exactly what's going on out in the world. And this is how it relates to me on a personal level. Our individual souls have a wonderful opportunity right now to take that and raise that consciousness and heal those events and take it to the next level. Will it completely disappear and we live in, you know, the thousand years of paradise according to the Hopi prophecy? The Hopi prophecy, let me let me just share this with you. And I don't want this to be a lecture, so we will get into conversation. <laughs> There's a place in uh, northern Arizona. As I said, I lived in Sedona, Arizona for about 20 years on and off. A lot of, lot of wonderful things happened there. Wonderful, wonderful things. And there's a place called uh, Prophecy Rock. And Prophecy Rock is on the land, part of the Hopi Nation, which is reservation land. By the way, I really need to tell you, those that are listening, the Native Americans, in my opinion, got a major raw deal. I was shocked, shocked when I drove up onto the reservation land and saw, number one, how they were living The land was barren. It was dry. There was no place to plant anything. There was no water. There were no streams. I mean, talk about, you know, a nation, sacred nation surviving in a crisis state. It's a continuum. However, that being said, I love the Native American traditions because they honor the divine Mother, Mother Earth. And we're going this Sunday into Mother's Day. And so Mother Nature Mother Nature, Grandfather Tree, always spoke to the heart of the Native American soul. And so basically the bottom line is they adjusted. Maybe they didn't like a lot of it and they probably shouldn't have because a lot of their natural resources were taken away. So they used what they had to live the best life possible. And we really can learn from that. 
So on a spiritual level, as a nation, did they thrive? Were they surviving? Did they adjust? And this is sort of where we're at right now as a global community. Let me go back to Prophecy Rock. So there's this gigantic rock. And I mean, it's not a rock. It's huge. And there's a drawing on it. And so think of the ground. And so there's this kind of wobbly line like a serpent, you know, by the way. All these totems in the Native American tradition symbolize something. And so the snake has to do with, you know, a lot of our fears. It's very mystical on some level. And so the snake can go pretty much anywhere. So think of that wobbling line going up and then all of a sudden it branches off. And there's another branch or line, if you will, that goes to the right and down And then there's another branch that also goes to the right. So consider it like a fork in the road. And that goes to the right, but goes up. And that's where we are. So Prophecy Rock says, we will either ascend to this thousand years of peace, or we will descend into darkness. And so it's not really about one or the other happening. They're occurring at the same time. So we have to make a decision which road we're going to take. Are we going to take the road that we resurrect, rise above suffering, and use this as an opportunity and adjust to the energies of the time? And by the way, that doesn't mean, okay, I'm always going to be stuck in my house for the rest of my life. I'm always going to be wearing a mask. I can never talk to anybody. I can never hug anybody. No. What are we really adjusting to? We're adjusting to a new frequency, a new consciousness, a new state of mind. If we take the other road, we would go go down into the depths. Some people refer to this as heaven or hell, if you're going to approach it from a Christian viewpoint. Hmm. But from a, let's, let's look at it from a spiritual point of view. You have choice. We have choice of where we're going to lay our intention on how we're going to move forward from this world that's really definitely directionally going in a new place. And so a lot of people are talking about, oh, I can't wait to get out of here. I want everything to go back to normal. Then people are saying, well, there's going to be a new normal. And then the people that get upset about, I don't like that word new normal. I'm so tired of hearing it. I don't like the word Social distancing, that means I can't ever be with anyone. Well, why don't we just call it something else like safe distancing? So it's all this this energy that is so tumultuous. So where do you, those of you that are listening, which part of the road do you stand in? Chaos will always be on the earth in some way. Because change is a constant frequency that creates something new. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And different. It's all a metamorphosis on some level. And if we look to nature, we see that. We see the caterpillar going into the cocoon. From the cocoon, there's, you know, like I say, the pregnant pause of the universe, which is sort of where we are. And then from the cocoon emerges the beautiful butterfly. Very, very symbolic of a spiritual rebirthing, the mariposa. So you really have a choice, those of you that are listening. Do you want to stay in the caterpillar, frozen in time, stuck at the crossroads? Do you want to emerge as the butterfly? Or will you come out, once again, another form of a caterpillar that didn't fully evolve and go down into that lower road? So we're being shown so much right now, and there's so much that it's overwhelming. So how do, you, how do we deal with this spiritually? And I guess the, the question for each of you, and I will ask this to you, you know, Gary, because you just went through a tornado, which was like, you know, standing at the, the gateway of hell, if you will. Oh, um, for those of you, those of you that are listening, you know, hey, hang in here because this does take a positive turn. We're yeah. just kind of reviewing that we're not infallible beings. And so you went through a very tumultuous time. And yet what happened through prayer, 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 the end result was not as critical as it could have been, although there was a really big change. So you had to adjust. And I know that sounds like a very trite word, adjust, we need to adjust. So, Gary, when you think of the world in crisis, what does that really mean for you? You know, you you touched on something very important, and I think you were kind of alluding to to what is the basis of this. And it's true. It's not our politics that's causing this crisis. I mean, it may be a part of it. I think a lot of people use politics, partisanship, and ideology as an excuse to do the things that they do. But I broke it down to this, uh, Johanna, and I'm going to throw this out at you and let you take it from there to expand on it. Crisis, there are two things that stick out in my mind. That we're experiencing a crisis of the conscious and a crisis of character. You mentioned the Native Americans. I thought immediately back to one illustration in a movie that came out in 1981, The Legend of the Lone Ranger. We all know the story of the Lone Ranger and Tonto. But in this particular illustration, in this particular feature film, at the end, what had happened that the president, who was played by Jason Robards, was kidnapped by the evil Bush Cavendish and his fiendish gang played by Christopher Lloyd. And the Lone Ranger and Tonto went into action. They rescued the president. And at the end, he's giving his thanks to the ranger. And he looked over to Tonto and he said, Tonto, I thank you. And Tonto's response to him was, 
Thank me by honoring your treaties with my people. So the question is, did it happen? And based on what you saw, apparently not. So when we boil that all down, like I said, I'm going to let you run on with this. To me, Johanna, we're experiencing a crisis of the conscious and a crisis of character. What are your thoughts? Well, I really think that what we're at a deep core personal level, what we are experiencing is profound disappointment with broken promises. And they may be promises from the government. <clears throat> Excuse me. Why do I choke when I use the word government? I, that's an interesting concept. <laughs> we won't go down that road today. Mm-hmm. Um on a personal level, where have we been let down? And it's not all us. I mean, there have been lots of promises on a global level that have been made to do better, to do good. And I think on a personal level, we always say we have to look within so we can really see clearly without. Right. Those are the windows to the soul. Amen to that. So... We have to take a look at what did you promise yourself you would do or not do, and where did you break that promise to yourself? And that goes down to the core of the good self. You know, in the cognitive sense, we're multidimensional personalities. It doesn't mean we're schizophrenic, but there's very there's many different aspects in the biology of the soul. We've talked about this before, so we know that the presence of the divine is huge. It's huge. We know at the DNA genome level, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, Ninety-seven science says 97% of that energy is an authoritative quality that really has nothing to do with the functionality of the core structure of the body. You know, how our heart beats, how we breathe. It's only 3%. What are we doing with the 97%? So this is not about... Um, being hard on yourself or down on yourself, it's repositioning yourself. It's repositioning your core value and relationship from your soul to yourself. Because guess what? The soul is eternal. The self for this lifetime is not. That's really kind of a blink of an eye on some level. And so we, as a body of intelligence, each individual soul... We are part of a larger group of consciousness. There's many houses in heaven. Where are you sitting? Where are you going? And I, this is mean more of a metaphor than literal because we're not supposed to be really going a whole lot of places these days. Which a lot of people are breaking that guideline by their own individual country or state which is beyond me so they're breaking that promise to themselves on a personal level of being mindful aware staying healthy and not affecting a larger group and that's what crisis consciousness is all about so we can heal that so you know, we've got to stop being so selfish and we've got to stop being so self-centered, yet we need to honor our own promise to ourself to stay whole, 
to stay conscious. Where's the character of your soul? That's a really good point. You call it a crisis of character. <clears throat> so when we take a look at the consciousness crisis, that's group. Your individual thoughts are feeding that consciousness. Everything we think, say, or do on a very simplistic level is instructions to the other side on how we're going to live our lives. And I think many of you know if you keep saying, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. Well, you know, the universe, okay, well, maybe I need to give them something to be afraid of. Switch it to faith. I promise myself that I will believe in the goodness of all that exists. I will move out of the polarity of disappointment and resentment and broken promises. And my promise to myself is I will adjust my thoughts, my actions, my words, and my deeds for the fulfillment of the divine destiny of the soul. Now, what are you doing? You're taking the personal characteristics of your own journey, your own divine plan, your own soul. You're honoring that. You're giving honor to that. So by doing that, you're adjusting your inner conversation to yourself, your outer conversation to everyone around you, and on much level, the higher conversation to the realm of the collective consciousness or the universe as a body of intelligence. So I think maybe we need to get rid of the word crisis and change it to a conscious adjustment. And so I was thinking today before we started speaking about these old-time clocks, you know, these grandfather clocks that people had, and even the, the old watches before all the digital. And, you know, we were always, we sort of always had to adjust it. You know, we had to adjust the timing in it. And uh, I know my sister had a big old grandfather clock in her living room. And, you know, once a week she had to sort of adjust it because, you know, it wasn't, the time was a little bit off. Where are we a little bit off in our promise to ourselves to live a life for our best, highest, and holiest good? And this is not being religious and praying 24-7. In the Aquarian age, our, our life is devotional. It's a living prayer. It's a living meditation. It's an active meditation. It's how we nurture ourselves and our soul together. So I think one of the things we need to stop doing is being disappointed and expecting the world to do our life for us. We've really given a lot of power away, Gary. And I think this is the ultimate dance that we're all doing right now in this journey. So, you know, are we disappointed in our government? Yeah. Are we disappointed in the behavior of some people? Yeah. Are we disappointed that we didn't know about this, you know, virus sooner than later? Yeah. What if it was all divine timing? And if it's all divine timing, what's the promise the universe made to us? That they would meet us in the middle on that bridge of the present moment. So that the past that we're walking away from and the future that we're going to, we can co-create with the divine. Perhaps a new promise, a new intention. 
a new way of not expecting people to do it for us. I mean, traditionally, this would be going from a codependent relationship globally to an interdependent relationship. And here's some of the beautiful positive things that I'm seeing that are being birthed out of this world that's chaotic and in crisis on some level. People are finding one another. Nothing is getting in their way. No government, no border, no passport. So I've been watching this lately on uh, social media. I don't know who started it, but it's really fabulous. So, and and I think there's like, I don't know, 30,000 people on this right now, if not more. People take a picture from outside their window, what they're looking at, and then they'll tell you where they're from. And then sometimes they'll tell you what they're going through. And this is a global community of people that are participating. They're sharing their viewpoint. They're not having a discussion. They're showing what they're looking at every day, whether it's their yard or a tree or birds or whatever. And some of it's very luxurious and some of it's very poor on some level. Yet that doesn't matter. So, so many people are saying, you know, this community is what's helping me. This Seeing that we're all reaching out, this is what's keeping me going. Very, very emotional. So I think we need to take a little break right now. But before you guys go away and grab your glass of water or whatever, come back. Let's let's put a positive spin on this and let's just see what your vision can be as we walk across this bridge to the future. So we'll be right back. This is Gary Purifoy, co-owner and program director here at Metaphysical Talk Radio, with a simple solution to a common problem that many web listeners run into, and that is, how do I take MTR with me wherever I go? Well, the simple solution is two words, simple radio. That's right, simple radio. Go to your web store and find the simple radio free app by streamer.com and download it, then find our listing in the directory You can enjoy MTR wherever you go, in your car or anywhere, in beautiful, crisp, clear, 192 kilobit sound. So once again, the simple solution to your traveling listening issues is the simple radio app in the app stores. It's totally free, so download it onto your phone and enjoy the listening experience for miles and miles. And as always, we thank you for listening to MTR, Metaphysical Talk Radio, at metaphysicaltalkradio.com. Hi everybody, this is Johanna Carroll, host of Dialogue with Divinity, also known as Metaphysical Talk Radio's Spiritual Mama, and I'm back. We did Dialogue with Divinity Radio show for nine years, it took a little break, and I decided in this tumultuous time that we're living in, I needed a... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm back. So here we are. I also want to remind you that our show it has a live schedule. You can check that out here on metaphysicaltalkradio.com. And also you can go to my website, Johanna Carroll, J-O-H-A-N-N-A-C-A-R-R-O-L-L.com for all my offerings, which include my books, my training sessions, and I'm so excited to tell you that I'm getting ready to launch an online school that is intended to inspire you, motivate you, give you really great tools to really live the best life possible. So thanks for stopping in to Metaphysical Talk Radio. I hope you have a beautiful, blessed day, and I will see you soon. Bye for now. You can tune in to previous episodes of Johanna's program from previous seasons on our live stream and on our on-demand page. We also encourage you to join us for the return of Dialogue with Divinity. The conversation continues every Sunday, Tuesday, and Saturday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on Metaphysical Talk Radio. And also, we want to announce a... Johanna, you have started your Zoom Global Prayer Conference call, which takes place every week. It's actually been, I guess it's been going for about a month now, or close to it. And uh, it's its something that we want to get the word out and, you know. That's right. Tell all your friends from, from your neighborhood and all over the world about, about the Global um, Prayer Conference. And Johanna, tell us more and uh, how they can participate. Well, you know, it's interesting that you're starting out with this after our break because I really wanted to talk about the whole continuation of, of a global community. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, if any of you would like to join us, if you go to my website, Johanna Carroll, that's J-O-H-A-N-N-A-C-A-R-R-O-L-L.com, we just put it up this week on my homepage. First of all, you can go in and actually watch a video of one of our Sunday events. Basically what it is, it's a one-hour program, and the first part of it is a spiritual teaching that's appropriate and relevant to where we are, and then we do prayer, and we meditate together, and then we have open discussion And it's a wonderful group. Uh, You don't have to participate. You can be quiet in the background if you want to. And there is a link with Zoom. It's a permanent recurring link that you could just click on. We do encourage you to sign up for this. So if there's any changes, 
we can let you know. We don't use your email for anything else. So if you go to my homepage and you go under Spiritual Seekers Sunday Global Meditation Group, that's where you can find it. And it's really, I have to say, it's really, it sort of exemplifies exactly what I'm talking about right now. We actually have been doing this, I think, for maybe six or seven weeks. It's just started out like, what can we do? And this is what we came up with. And what's happening is people are getting to know one another in the group. They're all over the United States. We have people from Europe, the Netherlands, Germany, Mexico, Canada. It's, it's you know, it's just all over the place, which is great. And people are really, see, it doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter where you live. And I think this is what this this time is all about because on a spiritual level, isn't this a greater time for the spirit of brotherhood and sisterhood to really, it's very organically birthing itself, Gary, yes, with yes. just that one question, you know, Allison, who you know very well, my spiritual right. daughter, who used to be a co-host years ago, she said, I think we need to do something. I'm like, okay, well, what do you want me to do? And I said, okay, you know, people can't go to church. Let's do like a community is not really religion oriented it's just we're coming together and we're praying and we're meditating and this particular sunday that we're going into is mother's day so there'll be a whole teaching about the divine mother and the healing aspect of that so i i really love it um i miss going to church i miss going to my temple i miss meditating with large groups of people and you know what did Yeshua say, when one or more is gathered in my name, there's love. So there's a lot of love here, too. So thank you. Yes. So going back to going back to that, this greater spirit of brotherhood and community, a lot of the negative stuff that is happening right now, the community is coming up with a roaring voice. So the pathway has been cleared of a lot of distractions. So a lot of the things perhaps that maybe we should have been paying attention to in terms of the overall promise to humanity that to that we would, you know, love thy neighbor as thyself. People are that it's like a roaring lion and a lion that's roaring. You're going to pay attention to. So will evil exist? Well, let's just put it this way. Will lower energy responses exist? They will. Will the light get stronger? I believe it will. And that's the roaring lion that I'm seeing right now, which I think is really, really positive. So we have to really also, I think a lot of people, Gary, are doing this. They're having an opportunity to really review their lifestyle. Well, it's really important to them. Yeah. And if, so, I, if, I, if, I, if I could interject, Johanna, I think yeah. engaging in a prayer group like what you're doing would be more helpful than watching, you know, TV, watching cable news, because it, it's there's there's a lot of messages. I mean, we almost find ourselves in an echo chamber of making matters worse within a crisis or, as you put it, a conscious adjustment. And if we want to find that accurate adjustment, I think. Prayer and meditation is what you need. Well, we have such a large voice of spirit that lives within us, and I think maybe we need to have that conversation. So, 
you know, on an astrological level right now, not that I'm an astrologer, but I do pay attention to the cycles, we've got something that's extremely potent. So we're in what's called a Pluto retrograde. So retrograde just means that think of the planet rolling along and all of a sudden it slows down and it stops. I always feel when we have a retrograde, it's a great opportunity for review, which is exactly where we are. Pluto is about power. Pluto is about purpose. So in the, the physical world of the self, the third dimensional self, there's a lot of power going on right now. However, in when we put our spiritual glasses on, so there we have the self and the soul. Remember? Great marriage right now. So power in the self for the soul would be empowered. Purpose in the physical self would be intention in the higher self, the soul. We need all of this. Power, purpose, empowerment, and being intentional. So how do we work with that formulary? For those of you that are listening and hung in there with us, thank you. So, you know, what you want to take a look at, power, when we think of power, we think of, you know, brute force, aggressive, you know, just out of control. What if we looked at it as being empowered? Powerful says someone or something takes control of us. Empowered says I go within myself. I own my own truth. I speak my own truth to whether that's going to serve myself and my soul. Purpose is really more of uh, the Why? Why do we have to be powerful? Why does this have to happen? Why do we need a new vaccine? You know, all of this. I'm not saying it's good, bad, right, or wrong. It just is, right? It's experience. What if we were to put another layer on top of that? In my empowered self, to my own self be true. What's my intention? Does that powerful purpose, even the purpose that I'm, you know, saying, okay, I'm going to go in this new direction. Where's my map? Where's my spiritual map says, well, what's your intention? What is it that you really want to accomplish in that 97% that exists within you, the authoritative voice of the soul? Where are you being led? So do they have to be in conflict with one another? No, it's all about adjusting to the inner alignment. So, This is why a lot of people are looking at lifestyle choices, which in very simple language, you know, a lot of the masters have been teaching us forever to embrace the concept of plain living. It doesn't mean you have to sell everything and go live in a tent. A lot of people, you know, maybe I need to grow my own food. Maybe I'll just have a little garden. We're being shown to be a little bit self-reliant instead of expecting other people to do it for us. The minute we do that, The minute we're giving devotion of self-care, we allow high thinking to show up, which is the voice of the soul, your intuitive self, and leads you to that upper pathway within the Hopi prophecy, high thinking, high living, high consciousness, and connecting to the realm of the divine so that there's more than enough. See, I think right now in the way the world's been, you know, running out of time and we have to keep adjusting time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. We have plenty of time right now. What are you doing with it? This is not about overthinking, over processing. 
a lot of people are cooking more. Sitting down, you know, with their families and actually having a meal. I know lots of people that they're cooking large amounts and then they're sharing it with their neighbors. So is that something in your ordinary life that you've been doing for the last, you know, 10, 15, 20 years? Probably not on some level. That's community. That's that spirit of intention, the greater spirit of brotherhood and community. And the Aquarian age is all about that. So I want to tell you that this Pluto retrograde is with us until October. And it doesn't mean that anything good. It's a great time. Just like we adjust the old grandfather clock, which is symbolic on some level, says grandfather is wisdom. The trees are grandfather wisdom. Native Americans will tell you that. So where are you powerful? Where are you purposeful? Where are you empowered? And where are you intentional? That's the soul and the self working in harmony together. So let's just take a look at this. Where are you powerful? That doesn't mean you're better than, greater than. What are you naturally gifted with? What really serves yourself? And this is not about your money, by the way. This is fulfillment. You can have all the money in the world and the cup of your heart can still be empty. So powerful does not need necessarily to be aggressive. It's where you believe in yourself. The core of your power comes from your soul that's guiding you and empowering you. The purpose is not, okay, I've got to accomplish this, I've got to do this, etc., etc., etc. It's your map. It's your divine plan. It's not so heady as, why am I here? What's the purpose of life? Etc., 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 I'll tell you something that affected me so many years ago. Victor Frankl, who wrote Man's, I think it was Man's Search for Meaning. Victor Frankl was a a Jewish psychologist who was in the concentration camps. He was in Auschwitz in World War II. He lost his wife. He lost his child. And he was such a beam of God-spirited light in that concentration camp, that people would come to him for advice. And you know what he told them, Gary? Look up at the sky and see the beauty of nature. Instead of looking down, so that's that Hopi prophecy line going down, look up. Hmm. And by looking up, what do you do? You change your attitude. When you change your attitude, you change your purpose, you change your intention. You're an empowered soul, and you're also powerful at the same time. So that was just so, um, there was one section in the book, was really not a good time in history, and these men were complaining and, of course, suffering like you and I probably can't even imagine their suffering. He said, come, I want you to come outside with me. So they went outside of the barracks, this horrible place they were living, and it was a beautiful evening. And the sun had cast all these different colors in the sky. And look up, look up, look up at that. Breathe in the beauty of that. Don't give up hope. Remember who you really are. We are loved. 
We are cherished. And for that one moment, everyone just went, and it changed them. And that's what we have to remember. We have to look up. Is it a metaphor? Is it literal? Or is it both? So it's both being powerful and purposeful on the earth and being empowered and intentional, guided by the divine. That's where we are. And this is how we move not beyond the crisis, but through it with grace and ease. So it really is, I would say, if you feel, those of you that are listening, that you're being punished or people are not being good or you've had all these resentments about broken promises, how can you adjust your timing cycle and look up and how can you make new promises to be empowered and intentional for yourself? It will change your life. Just like that one moment with Viktor Frankl looking up at that beautiful sky in the middle of Auschwitz. So is it a heavy time? For many, many people, it's a very debilitating time. We have to help our brothers and sisters as much as we possibly can. You know, Gary, look what's going on in your neighborhood. It, the people are rebuilding. It's such a visual. And as far as the news, it, it is, it's kind of chaotic. And I, you know, we're, isn't it interesting? What source do I really get my guidance from? Think of what a metaphor that is. What source of news? What source of information? Go within. You know, we all have that internal metronome that keeps us balanced. You know intuitively the empowered self, the empowered soul knows. You know, this this feels good. This feels good. Okay, I could do this. This feels good. Even just one little thing that you do for yourself or you do for someone else. And those of you who are on Facebook, get on. I wish I, I'm sorry, I don't have the, the name of the group. But it's fabulous. All these people are connecting and showing the views. And some of them are sharing some very, very profound, heartfelt stories about loss and yet you've got thousands of people hundreds of thousands of people all over the world lifting each other up isn't that what this time is really all about it's wonderful and we we can't forget this so are we going back to that crawling back into the shell of consciousness where we feel separated or are we going to continue this and be unified in a new and a different way it's just one step at a time it's really, you know, I don't mean to diminish the suffering that people are going through. On some level, though, spiritually, you know, you're being a great, given a great opportunity to live your life differently. And it's in your heart and in your head. And when they're connected, the soul and the self are working in partnership. It's absolutely fabulous. So I, I apologize. This feels like a lecture today, but I'm feeling very passionate about this. So any thoughts about that whole empowered state? What are you seeing right now where you are in your community, Gary? Because I know it was pretty much obliterated by that horrible tornado that went through. So what are you guys doing? I think what we've seen seen as a result result is the neighborhood coming together. Ah, there you go. Yeah, and and that and still now the, the downside of all of this 
is the fact that 85% of our neighborhood, the residents are gone because their houses were either completely destroyed or mm-hmm. the damage was so significant that it 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 created it brought about structural damage to the home by which mm-hmm. the insurance company had to total a house completely out mm-hmm. and those houses will have to be demolished and rebuilt My so it's a community door. that's rebuilding itself so the core right. group that's there how are you guys rebuilding the community energetically emotionally how are you rebuilding? Well, ironically, something started prior, just before this event, which was called the neighborhood, um, or, or I think it was a neighborhood. Um, it's a social media thing that they created. Called next door is it that next door? Next door, that's it exactly. Yeah, we have it. It's all over the United States. It's perhaps yeah. it's pretty fabulous. Yeah, we just started it here just before the tornadoes, and it's been effective. It's been helping people to reach out to different members of the community to know what's going on, make recommendations, uh, provide information, whether it be for contractors or any number of things. Um, if people have seen, you know, wild animals and things in the neighborhood, or other, mm-hmm. you know, you know, issues of of uh, of interest, and so. It, in long story short, is that it has, and as a result of this event, like I said, it, it, it opened up channels of communication and opportunity for people to get to know one another on a very different level, but a more intimate level as well. I also feel that if we, you know, it's next door as an example, and also this other thing that I always refer, it's like an immediate connection, which is interesting because an immediate connection is your intuition. Your intuition is the voice of the soul. So for those of you that are listening, the intuitive self, I always call it that whisper from eternity. It's, it's, it goes back to knowing the promise you made to yourself to live the best life possible for your best, highest, and holiest good. So the intention of Dialogue with Divinity, the conversation continues, and Metaphysical Talk Radio is just that. You know, think of it like your own personal neighborhood on some level where you can go for inspiration. You can go for music that will calm you, that will bring more peace into your life. You know, the original intention, well, Gary, you speak to this quickly before we go. What was the original intention of you creating Metaphysical Talk Radio? I think it was um, to provide a resource for information and for teaching, encouragement, and empowerment, and also you know, with the musical mix that we do, I mean, I'm quite proud of that mix because I listen beautiful. to it myself. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's very yeah. nice. It's, it's really very nice. relaxing. It's very yeah. encouraging. And, yes. And and you being the spiritual mama. Oh, my. Station, <laughs> we, the nurturing aspect of what we do is the most important part. So, yeah, that's the reason why. And we, of course, we didn't foresee where we're at now, but I think it was mm-hmm. it was something that the universe beckoned us to do, so that when we got to a time like this, we were prepared to be busy about helping people get through and navigate through tough times. 
Right. And so those of you that are listening, you know, we all have a global intention to be healthy and to return to a new way of living our life. Try to pick the high road, not the low road. So what can you do? Even it's one little thing right now. What can you do that's a little bit different? Reach out literally and don't touch someone, but reach out and maybe a, a phone call. We're really missing that. Um, we're missing that personal touch. My son said he misses handshakes. He misses hugging, that kind of thing. So for all of you, first of all, we really want to thank you for taking the time to listen to Dialogue with Divinity. The conversation continues. And really, I would say, um, besides this, this particular show, listen to some of the music. It's really fabulous. And Gary's put a lot of energy, a lot of time, intention, power, and purpose into it as well. And so as you walk into your day and your routine, um, the important thing is to know that you're never alone. You are never alone. You always have the presence of the divine with you and reach out and bring them into your heart and your soul and your home. We will get through this just like Viktor Frankl told this large group of people. Look up at the sky, see the beauty of nature, breathe it in, breathe it in and let it adjust your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. So we leave you with an attitude of grace and adjustment and beauty and spiritual intention. And as always, we are sending you a really big heart, healthy hug. Be safe. Take care of yourself and your loved ones. And we look forward to having you join us not only on Dialogue with Divinity, but Metaphysical Talk Radio and all of the comfort it can give you all day long. So many blessings to all of you. Remember to be the light of your own soul, to illuminate your own path always and forever. So bye for now. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon.
You're listening to Metaphysical Talk Radio at metaphysicaltalkradio.com.